Hello, welcome to the No Content Podcast. My name is Benjamin Pace, and this is the sound that a duck makes. We have no contempt for ducks on this podcast. Hey there, welcome to the No Content Podcast. My name is Benjamin Pace, of course. And, you know, if you've been listening to this, you know my voice by now. If you haven't been listening to it, uh, then this is the first time you're hearing my voice. And that's okay um, because, you know, my voice is good whether you've been listening to it for the first time or this is, you know, the fifth or sixth or seventh time. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, uh, a barbecue sauce. It's good the first time and it's good the, the hundred and first time, you know. Wouldn't you agree, Danny? You need to clip that on your shirt, probably. Yeah, I think... You can hold that if you want. Be careful how you pronounce your P's, because that thing will pop. You know, if you pronounce your P's, this thing will pop, because there's not a pop get it on it. popping in here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, uh, uh, I have a friend with me today, and, and, and we're here to, uh, to entertain you and to perhaps even feed your spirit. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll do that. But... I thought we should start uh, with a song today, Danny, that we both know. And uh, I'll start it, and you can sing with me. Okay. When the fantasy has ended, and all the children are gone, something good inside me helps me to carry on. I ate some bugs, I ate some grass. I use my hands to wipe my tears, to ease your mouth. I break my vow. No, 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 away, Jose. Unless you want to, and then we'll break our vows together. In Canadian, in Canadian, in you're welcome. That was probably so hard on the ears of the listeners Man. because of these mics, but I don't even care. I think we just blessed their ears. It probably popped so bad. It was like, <laughs> We blessed them for sure. We did. We did bless them. Okay, Danny, this is what I want to know. First of all, uh, this is Danny Rodriguez. Um, he's a good friend of mine. We were roommates for a long time. We served together in ministry. Uh, they played some pretty funny pranks on me at times. Maybe we can tell one of those. Maybe we should. I don't know. No, he's shaking his head no. Okay, that's fine. But, uh, you know, Danny's a, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. And, and this is something that I, you know, I want to know about you, Danny. Um, I want to know uh, the top five uh, chicken strips, uh, what your type, top five fast food chicken strips are. Ooh, um, fast food only, or can I talk about some restaurants that aren't, like, as restaurant but, like... restaurant Yeah, that's a new word that I just made up. You like it? You brother Dave? Yeah, why not? Professor Dave. Dr. Dan in the house. No, but, uh, okay, so top contender. Um, that had to be stuff people, like, relatively know about. Sure, sure, sure. Um, top contender with the tender. Contender, okay. Get it? All right. Um, yeah, get out of here. I have to say Chick-fil-A. Okay, that's the top. You know? Interesting. Um, Interesting. They, uh, the their chicken itself is actually from Tyson. Uh-huh. Right? I knew that. They're from Tyson. And they actually um, batter everything in-house. 
They do. So that's what makes I can, it even I can testify. Yeah, indeed. I mean, we both worked at Chick-fil-A. You did. I worked there longer than you. You did. But we both did work at Chick-fil-A. Exactly. And we're, it's not, we're not comparing times no. of, of working at Chick-fil-A. No, not at all. But, you know, from experience, we both think that uh, but I they serve out quality. Right. Yeah, they do. They do for sure. Okay. Pre-blessed, double-blessed chicken, whatever you want to call it. So Chick-fil-A number one. All right. Um, I'm going to say number two, probably Popeye's. Yeah. Um, they have a unique flavor, you know. Um, it's good for the palate, and it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like a little bit more of a southern flair, that's mm-hmm. where you go. A little bit, a little bit of um, Cajun. Three, uh, i probably nominate Raising Cane's. Okay. Raising okay. Cane's, um, they do a good job. I do like that their strips are a little bit more meaty. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also complement that chicken really well with that uh, sauce. I cane forgot what it's called, the Cajun. Cane it's sauce. Cane sauce. Yeah. The cane sauce, yeah. So the cane sauce goes really well with that. So that's number three. Um, number four, man, uh, maybe, let's say, uh, Church's Chicken. See, I've never really had Church's Chicken Tenders. I had that growing up all yeah. the time okay. in Puerto Rico. Okay, so that's number, what is that, number four? Four. Four, okay. So we got, what do we got? What's at the, what's at the caboose? Um, the caboose would be the place that I almost never go to, always avoid all the time, probably McDonald's. Yeah. Selects. The selects, man. Yeah. No, I will not select that. Mm-mm. Well, okay. Uh, mine, mine, I'll go ahead and tell mine. Nobody asked, but I'll tell you anyway. Um, uh, mine are, are going to be actually very similar, but a little bit different order. Um, and I'll, I'll do it from, 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 the, from the butt up. Um, uh, the, the number five um, is, uh, <laughs> that was, <laughs> I didn't mean it to sound weird when I said that. I was thinking, I had a train in my mind <laughs> when I said that. Like the butt of a train, you know. I'm sorry. Forgive me. But, um, <laughs> but I would say that number five um, man, that's probably, you know, oh man, I, I need to think about this for a second. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for the top down. We'll do it that way. Number one is actually a little bit different for me. I would say that number one is, uh, is a place called Cormie's Chicken. And I can tell you've never heard of Cormie's Chicken before. Um, it was actually a gas station uh, in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and that actually burned down. So I don't know if they're even there anymore, but they had the absolute best, best chicken. And uh, it, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. It was so good. It had like the skin that like ripped off and it hardly even stay. It wouldn't even stay on when you dipped it in the barbecue sauce. That sounds terrible. No, it was so good, Danny. It was so good. But anyway, number two would actually be Popeye's. But here's the thing. Popeye's is, is either on or they're off. Okay. And it's like sometimes it's, if it's fresh, it's great. Consistency is key, huh? It is. And we can get into that. But you know, Chick-fil-A is consistent. Popeye's, eh, is, you know, yeah. But when they're on, they're on. Sure. Uh, number three, I would I would actually say Canes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canes is actually number three, and and honestly, Chick Fil A would be number four for me. Woo! I know, I know, and I really like Chick Fil A, but just in comparison with the uniqueness of flavor, and and uh, I, I just I would say that Chick Fil A's four, and five would probably be Zaxby's for me. Okay. Um, so anyway, but I'm glad we got through that. Um, learned a little bit about Danny. That's really all you need to know about him is is what his top five chicken tenders are. Um, but anyway, all right, Danny, we're going to get into this today. Today, the title of this podcast is Jesus, the Stabilizer. And I thought about calling it the Equalizer, but I was like, then you got the whole Denzel Washington thing and, you know, great movie. But I was like, we're going to call it the Stabilizer. And uh, we're going to read this scripture here. 
uh, in Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, uh, man, we're going to talk about what it means to be consistent and how God is consistent. The Bible says, I am the Lord, I change not. Um, he, he is consistent. He's not up and down. He's not back and forth. I thought about this, you know, uh, God does not have off days. Uh, and I'm very thankful because if he did, that would not be well for us. You know, it's like, you know, growing up, our parents, you know, they had good days and they had bad days, right, Danny? Like, like you know, our moms or dads, you know, that we, we, we know, you know, and, and yeah. when it was a good day, it was a good day. And it's a bad day, just stay away. Yeah, just stay in your room, go play. Yep. You know, you knew that. And that's, you know, that's just the way it is. And, uh, but God's not that way. Uh, he doesn't have, uh, he doesn't have the winter blues. Uh, he doesn't have a, a morning lull and an afternoon high. He's a, he's the same across the board, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's the way Jesus was and is. Um, it's what that just said. But that's the way he was on the earth. And it's funny that it says yesterday, today, and forever, because you know yesterday was when Jesus was on the earth. That that represents the past mm-hmm. when he was here yeah. and the example he set and how he was consistent. He wasn't even flow. Uh, today is right now. And uh, tomorrow or forever, that's for the rest of eternity. So we're seeing this picture of he's he's consistent. Uh, he he's not he doesn't need to compensate for yesterday for, uh, for himself. He doesn't need uh, to take away a little bit. He doesn't go across the board too much. He doesn't have too much surplus. He doesn't have a deficit. He is everything he ever needs to be. Mm-hmm. But we are not so much that way. <laughs> we we do need uh, to to be trimmed and pruned and and to grow. You know, in John 15, it talks about how when we abide in the vine, we bear fruit. We abide in Him. And it says that every branch that does not bear fruit, He takes it away and prunes it that it may bear more fruit. So we need to be trimmed. We need to be, you know, shaped and and, and transformed. Um, But the way we do that is by abiding in Him, by abiding in the vine. Now, I know I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit by saying that, um, but I, I, you know, that's just what's coming out, so that's what I'm saying. Uh, But... Uh, yeah, uh, I, I thought about this, Danny. Um, I don't want to be a burst of fire as much as I want to be a steady flame. Hmm. You know, there are people who they get really excited and they get on fire and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, they get a fire for God yeah. and they do all that stuff. And that's great. But then you see them like a year later and it's like they're not on fire anymore. Yeah. Maybe they're back into what they were doing or maybe they were, they've fallen back into their old lifestyle or all this stuff. And a year before, they were excited. They were on fire. Maybe they were dancing at the altar. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but whatever the case is. Um, but, but somebody said this to me one time in a similar way. I want to be a steady flame. I want to burn and keep burning. I, I want, I want to, to be able to, to be light, lighted and stay lighted. You know, I don't want to be back and forth all the time. And uh, this is a little saying that I'll, I'll let you talk after this. Um, maybe. Uh, this is a little saying that I've been confessing over myself lately is whenever I feel myself uh, being back and forth, whenever I feel myself being wishy-washy, um, I, I made it this little confession, and I believe it's from the Lord that I started saying over myself. And, it, and it's this, whether my head goes high or my heart goes low, Jesus Christ is my even flow. And what I mean by that is your head can get high and inflated, pride, you know, you can get a big idea of yourself. Um, and then other times your soul can go low. You can get hurt, you can get offended, and, and you can be depressed and sad and think, oh, I'm not enough, I'm not good enough. 
and whether we all go through that. We go through those feelings, we go through those thoughts, those, those insecurities and this back and forth. But whether I'm dealing with, with pride or whether I'm dealing with an inflated ego or whether I feel like I'm nothing and worthless, Jesus Christ is my even flow and he's the one that balances me out. Go ahead and talk about that a little bit, Danny, and whatever's with your heart. No, man, I think that's great. Um, what really helped me out while you were talking about that actually just kind of made me think about just Jesus himself. Um, the way that I see him and I read scripture, I've never seen him in a rush. You mm-hmm. know, he was just always just, he. don't get me wrong, like he, he was um, intentional on in what he had to do. Mm-hmm. But most of all, I just saw him as he would just walk and do what he saw the Father do. And the whole time, since God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, he's having that constant um, dialogue with the Lord, and he's showing him, hey, like, this is what I want you to do today. But at the same time, I need you to keep your composure and go on throughout your day. Mm-hmm. And he was that rock and that foundation yeah. for everybody that he made an impact to everybody he made contact with including the disciples uh-huh. everything that he was going through in the earth and everything that he got to start off with his ministry mm-hmm. with the disciples themselves he was always cool calm and collected and to me like the best illustration is when that woman got caught in adultery yeah oh, it's funny that you bring that up man it's the best go ahead and talk it's about the it best, that was actually man. in my notes go ahead yeah yeah so um, Jesus gets, you know, this woman brought to him uh-huh. by the Pharisees, get caught in adultery. And by the way, it was a setup the whole time. They get him offended to find yeah. some sort of fault in him. Right. But the cool thing is, man, like, I just picture all these, like, leaders of the law just right here, just with their stones, ready to just launch this thing and just kill this woman for the same sin that they've probably been committing mm-hmm. themselves on the low. That was doing exactly. You <laughs> never the know. Guy, yeah. Exactly. He probably it takes had, had a stone. For sure. Yeah, it takes two to tango. And Jesus is sitting there and the the instructors are like, listen, we caught her in adultery. The law says to stone her. What do you say? Mm-hmm. And this right here is like the most beautiful thing for me because he just kneels down on the ground. Who knows what he was drawing in the sand? But he just sit down and just drew in the sand. And to me, that just paints a picture of him just being, you know what? Chill. I'm just going to relax. I'm not going to be at, at any sort of rush whatsoever because of the pressure outside of me. Mm-hmm. You know, and throughout life, that's what you're going to constantly go through. There's going to be a constant um, daily battle of what choice am I going to make? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's going to be based off of outside pressures. Mm-hmm. And Jesus himself just sat down there, you know, and he waited to hear from God, mm-hmm. which means he took his time. He waited to hear from God. That's a big part. Exactly. Right there. He took his time. He waited on him. He stayed quiet. He checked his heart. He checked within inside. And he ended up getting an answer straight from heaven because that rebuttal that he came up with, it was so strong mm-hmm. that every single one of those dudes dropped their stone and they had to get stepping because that's what happened. Yep. You know, he came up with this word straight from heaven that enabled that woman to be free. And he didn't address her in a condoning way. You know, he just went ahead and told her, listen, go and sin no yep. more. Right. Simple as that, you know, and I could just see Key words. Exactly. Simple words and just the passion that came out of that and the compassion. 
and just sets her free completely. Mm -hmm. But that all came with what a smooth delivery, mm -hmm. you know, a nice and approachable delivery, not meaning any harm or anything. Yeah. But all that, his ability to be able to do that is that constant peace and just that consistency yeah. of knowing who he is in him. And that reminds me that, Danny, it's not, when people talk about peace and peaceful people, a lot of people that think that means like they're weak and, oh, I don't want to, I don't want confrontation. No, mm -hmm. peace actually is strength. Mm -hmm. It's actually the ability to not be conformed. It's, it's consistency. It means nothing missing, nothing broken. That means you're not being broken and shaped by what's around you. Peace is strength. And it actually, in the Hebrew, it means one. So it means you're not being divided. Oh, yeah. man, there it is right there. Yeah. That's what we're talking about It's not yeah. being divided. So peace means at one or, or, or to set at one again. Mm -hmm. Like two people are divided. Mm -hmm. and, and peace in a marriage, like peace in a family, like bringing that unity, it means not two, not duo, not, not over here and over there, back and forth, insecure. And that's what peace is, and, and that's strength. And Jesus walked in that peace. And you know, the Bible tells us let, to let the peace of God rule in our heart, and it's supposed to be the umpire. And a big part of what Jesus did is he stopped and he listened to the Father. Now, it's something we're going to get into in a minute here, but that's how you stay consistent. It has to do with who you listen to and what you do. Because if you're always, you have your eyes on people. If you're always looking for people for advice, you can think, what am I supposed to do? People, so this person can give you this piece of advice, and this person can say this, and, and, and opinion, and all this stuff. And it's good to have counselors. It's good to have people that can speak into your life. I'm all about that. I have that. But if you are living for what people are telling you to do, you're going to be back and forth. Because, see, they change. Opinions change. Who should I vote for? You know, opinions change. But if you go to Him mm -hmm. and you get those things from Him, you'll be at peace because you're being even flow because you're getting it from a source who is Himself an even flow. Mm -hmm. And He's consistent. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else on that? No, no. On? I think that's that's a key right there. Whatever you fix your eyes on, it's either going to be concrete or it's not going to be concrete. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're focusing on the Lord Himself and just having your mindset on Him and His Word, that it's the same. Like, if you look at the Bible, you're going to look at the text. You don't see those words jumping around. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the same illustration of who He is because He is a Word. He's not going to move around. Everything that he says is not going to contradict each other. It's not going to be flipped around and not make sense because he is the foundation. Mm -hmm. You can't just like have the the thought of like, you know what, like I'm going to go ahead and figure out if this is my foundation, I'm going to call this so-and-so, quote, my truth right here mm -hmm. and trying to go this way when the only truth is here because truth is only one truth there's not going to be a second truth because what that's going to be a counterfeit mm -hmm. so just checking in with the lord like you said just focusing on god like jesus did taking the quiet time focusing on him and just watch him mm -hmm. and go from what he says you know and and a lot of people like you know you like they'll they'll do things and they'll get involved in things uh, and they'll say, well, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And, and then until a certain point and, and something comes into their life or, or, or maybe it's an opportunity or maybe it's this thing or that thing that they really want, and then, like, they abandon everything they were doing and they go after this thing. Well, there is a time to, to move on and, and to move up to the next thing. But a lot of times if you quickly abandon everything that you're doing, um, it means that, that it wasn't 
uh, important enough to you to begin with, uh, you could easily abandon it just for an opportunity or something like that that seemed better. And, and I say that to say this, like it's important to know what we're doing and why we're doing it. It's important to, to be focused and have a mission, to be mission-minded and say, what am I doing and why am I doing it? And, and what does it take to get me off of that? Does it take me hearing from him or does it take people criticizing me? Does it take people offering me something more appealing? Does it take, you know, what does it take to get you off of the, the course that you're on? And, and, and like, how committed are you to that? Because if you get it from him, you'll be committed to it. If you're just focused on people, like you can get off that and you can be going a hundred different ways. I love this verse right here in Ephesians. It says in Ephesians 4, 13 through 15, uh, it says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith, there's that word unity, that oneness, that peace, and the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So he's the, he's the measurement. He's the thing that we're going for. He is the, the goal, being like him, measuring up to him. And that word perfect doesn't mean flawless, it means complete. When it says this, that, that we henceforth, and then this is King James, sorry for the henceforthness, that, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So you see those verses are painting such a picture of stability, of, of speaking the truth in love, growing up. You know, maturity is learning how to be led by Him and not by people. Mm-hmm. That's what Romans eight fourteen says, that those who are led by the Spirit of God are the mature sons of God. And when He's the goal, when He is the focus, uh, that is how you stop being a child. You grow up and you're not back and forth. You're not tossed by wind. You think about it, wind. Wind... You know, it, 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 you can't blow heavy things over uh, with wind unless it's a very, very strong wind. Uh, a lot of times, if something's not anchored or not, not, not strong, a, a wind that's not even that heavy can blow it over. Um, so if a wind is coming and blowing things over, that's showing that it didn't have roots. And if something's rooted and grounded, um, even strong winds like, like palm trees, I'm going to talk about this too, but even palm trees... Like, they'll withstand hurricane force winds. And, and while I'm saying that, I think I should go ahead and say this. Man, we're both Florida fans. You're more of a Florida fan than I am. Um, but I like Florida. You like the Florida Gators a lot. But I like the state of Florida. You know, they're great. I'm sure they're great. Don't get mad at me. I'm sure the Florida Gators are great. But I'm just not a huge football guy. But we both like Florida, right? Yeah, we, we do. do. Yeah. Um, so if we like Florida, we like palm trees. I like palm trees a lot. They're cool. I like being at places where there are palm trees. One time I was in Florida, and uh, I've told you about this. Um, not you, podcast audience. I'm talking to Danny. Um, I've told you about this before. Uh, how, you know, palm trees survive hor- hurricane? Hurricane. Those are the worst hurricanes, right? Yeah. Hurricanes. Hurricane. It's not just a hurricane. It's a hurricane. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um, <laughs> but palm trees... They survive hurricane force winds not because of how hard they are, but actually because of how flexible they are. And see, they actually have a tender core or a tender heart. A lot of people think what we're talking about, like being strong and being consistent and all this stuff, they think that has more to do with being hard and cold, like military. Like, you know, if you want to be strong, if you want to be an even flow and never be moved, you got to be hard and cold. But listen, Jesus 
was extremely tender-hearted, and yet he wasn't easily moved by other people. And he was so tender-hearted because he was sensitive to the voice of God. He was tender toward God, and he had that tender heart. And that's the thing that actually made him so strong. Because really, you see, like my, my grandparents live in, live in Louisiana, and there was a hurricane that just came through there. And man, that hurricane literally ripped up trees from the roots. It literally broke big giant trees in half. Well, those trees are hard, they're strong, and yet they got broken in half. But palm trees don't do that because they're tender. They're designed with that tenderness to withstand those winds and come back to their original shape. And, and the Bible says in Psalm 92 that the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. And I, I don't believe the Bible wastes words. I believe it said a palm tree for a reason. Yeah. Because God made palm trees and he knew their characteristics. Go ahead and talk about that a little bit, Danny, if, you, if you're inclined to. Man, I think you said it. I think you said it. Um, palm trees are a great example of that because, you know, I mean, they're designed specifically to be within that region mm-hmm. of the world, right? Where hurricanes hit, that's exactly. right. Exactly. So um, if you want to look at the actual, like, attributes of the palm tree itself, it, it, it looks like it's got a rough um, outer mm-hmm. skeleton, they say. Thick skin. It has some thick skin. You know, it has the, the little ridges, if you want to say, that kind of makes it a little bit more aerodynamic uh-huh. when it comes to the actual, like, palms itself. They're thin, but yet they're sturdy, uh-huh. you know? So they're built for that, but at the same time, when it comes to the actual makeup and the core of it, it is tender. It's pliable. And I'll, we'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but you have to be willing to be led by mm-hmm. the Spirit of God, meaning that you you got to be able to, if He tells you to do this, and you do it, then you got to drop it immediately whether you're comfortable to do it or not, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's a great analogy when you're talking about the palm tree because that is literally one of, one of my favorite trees. Yeah, yeah, it is, man, for sure. Um, I like this verse in James. It says, uh, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. In James uh, 1, uh, 5, it says, uh, and God gives to all men liberally, and does not reproach them or doesn't chastise them or he doesn't get mad at them for asking. And it says, It shall be given to him, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven in with the wind and tossed. There's that wind again. For let not that man think that he will receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. In the Passion Translation, it says, Just make sure you ask empowered by confident faith without doubting, for the ambivalent person who believes one minute and doubts the next. Um, uh, or that says that's what the ambivalent person does. And it says, Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and tossed down the next. And then when you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. I love the Passion Translation on that. And, uh, and down just a couple of verses. I know I'm reading some scripture, but that's okay. Uh, down a couple of verses after that, in verse 17, it says this about God, though. Every gift God freely gives us is good and perfect, streaming down from the Father of lights, who shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow or darkness and is never subject to change. He doesn't shift back and forth. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go back and forth. So 
you know, there's actually so many verses in this. You know, even in, in uh, James right here, I'm seeing so many verses right here. In verse 12 it says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, uh, for he will receive the crown of life. Uh, so it's talking about being pressed. It's talking about pressure. Man, this whole, if you really want to read a good verse about not being, or a good chapter about not being up and down, just read James 1. And there's so much stuff in this about, about this subject. Um, but, you know, it's talking about being tossed to and fro, being unstable. It says, talks about somebody enduring temptation. And temptation just means pressure. And enduring that, and yet, and yet not giving into it. And the Bible says they're they're blessed. You're blessed if you'll do that. And then it tells you how God is. It gives you God's character. It says He's not subject to change. He's consistent. He is an even flow. And just like I said earlier in John 15, it talks about abiding in Him, abiding in the vine learning to hear from Him and act on what He tells you to do like Jesus did in John 8, that's how we become molded and shaped into His character. But we have to be like that, like a pot, like, like when there are people who are doing pottery, we have to be that tender place in Him where He can mold us and shape us into what He wants us to be and not be conformed by the world. I mean, honestly, you know, uh, this reminds me of the scripture that talks about, you know, a wise man um, builds his house upon the rock. He who hears my sayings and does them, uh, he builds his house on the rock. And when the storm comes, when the wind comes, when the hurricane comes, uh, his house will stand. But the one who builds their house on the sand, they're going to get knocked over. Mm-hmm. And he, he didn't just say like, oh, you need to read the word and you'll be on the rock. No, he says you need to hear my sayings and then do them. Well, what did Jesus do in John 8? He heard from God and he did what God told him to do in the midst of pressure from people, mm-hmm. pressure from the outside. Mm-hmm. And he was consistent because he was focused on God. And, and, and you know, uh, we become stable when we focus on hearing him and obeying him and not focused on people. Um, Paul said in Acts 20, uh, it talked about going to Jerusalem and he said, like, I already know that there's persecution coming. I already know that there's affliction waiting there for me. But he said, none of these things move me. And he was unmoved because he was already set in his heart on that mission. Yeah. He already knew what his mission was. And he was not moved by the pressure, by the persecution, because he had already heard from heaven, and now he was acting on that. Mm-hmm. He's walking that out. Go ahead and talk, Danny. Man, I think that's a really good example, um, especially when... Um, Paul was in a huge, huge shipwreck. Mm-hmm. You know, he had peace throughout the storm, not only right. because uh, the angel came up to him and told him, listen, you're going to be fine because I need you to talk to Caesar, you know. Mm-hmm. But, man, that whole time this man is going through it, you know, through all these people and through all these pressures, especially when it comes to charting these waters in the fall when it's like almost like the worst time to do it, not only because of the, the, the conditions of the sea being rough and the currents being so strong, but it's also cold outside, mm-hmm. you know? So you're having all these pressures, and then when he's in this ship, he is constantly aware of what's going on, truly, but the people in that ship, they don't really see what's going right. on because they just have one mission, and it's to just bring these captives to right. this separate island. Right. You know, but Paul's like, no, like, I'm on here for a reason. Mm-hmm. I know we're getting all these pressures over here, 
and we're gonna make it to the other side yeah regardless and why was he so confident because he was reassuring yeah. and he got a word from God and God's word is nothing but concrete mm -hmm. and it's pure you know and it sticks and it stays mm -hmm. you know when God spoke light to be light has it stopped being light? No. Has this been consistent this yeah. whole time? It's like electricity. It's it doesn't. You don't have to try to make it work. Mm -hmm. Like it'll work. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. if you stick a fork in a socket, it'll work. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's because it, it's still going. Mm -hmm. Man, that reminds me of, uh, you know, Jesus said, uh, "Blessed are the peacemakers." And you know, we hear that, we think, oh, like, you know, uh, Mother Teresa, she was a peacemaker. God bless Mother Teresa. But we think about like, oh, people who are like peaceful. But, but really, um, people who are peacemakers are people who bring peace to unstable situations mm -hmm. and, and unstable circumstances. Yeah. People who carry peace with them. And, and Jesus even said that. He said, when he sent the disciples out, he said, um, if, if they're worthy of it, um, leave your peace on this house. And if they're not, then it'll return back to you. Mm -hmm. But but they're, they are carrying peace. And we're supposed to be people who bring peace to chaos, to bring wild situations, to crazy, you know, unstable, uh, up and down, back and forth. We're called to be makers of peace. We bring that into the situation. And again, the only way we can do that is by abiding in Him and, and knowing that, that peace that passes all understanding and more than anything, being led by peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Even like, for example, when Jesus was baptized in a river and the Holy Spirit descended on him. And that whole um, verse it talked about like he came down as a dove, like the shape of a dove. Yeah. You know, and I believe, who was it? B Bill Johnson mm -hmm. was talking about in Southwest. That. That's right. That's so good. Man, it was amazing, dude. It, it wrecked me. It changed my perspective in so many things. And it, it, it paints such a good picture. Because Jesus comes out of this water, the Holy Spirit is resting on his shoulder mm -hmm. as a dove. Doves are super skittish, you know, anybody that comes up on them, they're quick to just get up and take off, mm -hmm. you know. But throughout his whole life, that dove or that presence ended up just resting on him and yeah. going wherever he went. And that was the biggest thing because what's that say? He had to move gently. He had to move swiftly. He had to move in a way that peace wasn't disturbed or else that dove right. could have flown away. Yeah, he could, it would have sensed the, the, the lack of peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's and you know what, man? I thought about this. Uh, little kids are like that. You know, children will show that out. Like kids don't like people who are like, you know, uh, just, you know, hard and cold or, or mean or like who don't have peace. Like you can sense like, you know, when, when young kids get around you, like they like being around people that are full of joy, that they're fun, but they're peaceful. And, and they're sensitive to those things. They can sense and there's like just no peace and you're like always anxious and stressed out. Like it's in a ways it's a lot like that. And, and mm -hmm. even animals yeah. can be that way. They can reveal that like you're stressed out and like, you know, like animals like being around peace. And, and you know, it's, it's amazing how those things are so revealing about that. You know, we talked about like hearing from God and and doing what God is telling you to do and, and being focused on Him. I, this phrase came to me today. You know, people would say like, "Well, I don't want to be fake. You know, I don't want to be fake about. Excuse me, I don't want to be fake about how I'm feeling. I don't want to be fake about like my emotions. Like, I want to be real. Like, I want to be you know uh, open and honest. And like, I'm dealing with this emotion. I'm dealing with this. And and 
And, and that's true. Um, we're not supposed to be fake. We're not supposed to be like not be able to express our emotions. The Bible says we're supposed to pour our heart out before God. We're supposed to pour our heart out before Him. But when we do that, when we go to Him and we pour our hearts out to Him, and we're dealing with those emotions, and we're dealing with those things, the answer is not to go and just vent to people. The answer is not to go and vent on social media. Come on. Um, it's going to Him and, and letting Him stabilize you, mm-hmm. letting Him be that reassuring. And, and we're called to be that as well. We're called to be that for other people, you know, sometimes. And there are people that, that God can use to do that. But the point is we go to Him and He brings that peace in. And this is the phrase that, that I felt like the Lord, uh, well, I felt like came in my heart. Let me say it like that. It's not about being fake. It's about being focused. When you're focused on the right thing, you'll have peace. Because here's the thing. Isaiah 26 says, Thou will keep him, I'm saying the King James, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee and because he trusts in thee. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed or focused on you. So when you keep your eyes on Jesus, when you keep your eyes on the Lord, his stability becomes your stability. His peace becomes your peace. And you you become a partaker of his divine nature. Mm-hmm. And it helps you to withstand the pressure because of what's on the inside of you. That's, that's a pretty good preaching, if I do say so myself. No, seriously, is, because in, once you're in Him, He has everything that you need. Yeah. You know? In like him. that's right. Exactly. In being him. in Him. Um, and when it comes to being just focused on something, when you're focused on something, that means that you... Your, your, your eyes are fixed on that one thing, mm-hmm. right? If you're looking at that one thing, you're not looking at the thing on the left. You're not right. looking at the thing at the right or the things below or the things above. You're looking at that one thing, right? okay? So since you have your focus on God, He is your one thing. But when you focus on one thing, that, that thing itself or that person only has what that person has or that mm-hmm. thing carries, you know? So if you're focusing on God, He is omnipresent he all powerful all knowing mm-hmm. all wise and love himself and from that himself he is a i am so you're focusing on him you have all access by just focusing on him mm-hmm. you know and that's where what your stability comes in mm-hmm. that's where your your peace comes in because you're looking at him and when you're looking at him you're thinking man i have it made because i have the guy the man the spirit that developed the whole universe and still mm-hmm. upkeeps it by his word. Yeah. You know, so you're constantly focusing on that right there. But the same concept when it came to Peter walking on the water, mm-hmm. he took his eyes off of Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. and that he walked on faith and Labor. on that word itself that made it mm-hmm. to this point that it became a supernatural ability of him to defy the laws of gravity and walk on the water yeah. for X amount of time. But what happened? He lost his focus. Mm-hmm. He started looking at the left. He started looking at the right. And once you did, you lost your foundation, which was Jesus. And he had it his all along. And he still had it right then and there when he was walking. But he was just distracted. Mm-hmm. And he started losing his footing going from there. But focusing on the main thing is the main thing. And mm-hmm. once we figure out as humans, like the main thing would always be Jesus, no yep. matter what we go through. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to change. He has this plan for you set before the foundations of the world. So he's here for you. He made a plan, and his plan is concrete. And it won't change because he cares for you, he loves for you, and he's for you. 
and he wants you to go the right way yeah. but it comes from being focused that's right him. that's right man um, that's a good dude it reminds me of uh, you know uh, that I've said this before I said this in another podcast you know um, you know that b- proverbial scene where a guy or a girl is, is picking the flower and they're like, you know, she loves me, she loves me not. He loves me, he loves me not kind of thing. And it's just that, you know, we're going to see if we get to that last pedal. And you've heard Jeremy say this, heard mm-hmm. other people say this. Um, but I love something I've heard Jeremy say is that every pedal, uh, with God, every pedal is he loves me. He loves me. And when you're focused on that, Bible says perfect love casts out fear. Mm-hmm. And when you're focused on the fact that he loves me, he loves me, he loves mm-hmm. me, it's consistent. Mm-hmm. That's actually the thing that empowers you to love the way we were meant to love mm-hmm. other people. And, and I thought about this, man, uh, about leadership. is something I, I kind of wanted to talk about for just a minute. There's this verse in Psalm 68 in the Amplified Bible, uh, verse 25 and 26. It, it, it actually says, talks about the tribe of Benjamin, shout out. Uh, and it says, your tribe of Benjamin's in the lead. It says, you're the leader. And it says this uh, in the Amplified. It says, your God has commanded your strength your might in his service, and impenetrable hardness to temptation. Man, that's one of my favorite uh, verses in the Amplified Bible. Hmm. It says impenetrable hardness to temptation. Uh, Again, temptation is not just one thing or the other. It's pressure. It's pressure to conform. It's like in Romans when it talks about, you know, stop being conformed to the ideals of this world. Don't Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. You know, that pressure that comes to bear. And in leadership... You know, the thing that I think causes a leader to be unstable, whether you're talking about uh, at work, whether you're talking about a leader of a home, uh, like a, a father or a husband, or, or in just any relationship, or a pastor, is when people stop getting their focus and their instructions from God and start trying to please people. Mm-hmm. Now, don't misunderstand me. There, there is a time to listen to people and hear them out and listen to their voice I believe in that. We're not talking about being a dictator. <laughs> it's not what I mean. No, like in saying God told you, no, that's not what I mean by that. Don't misunderstand me. But but when you get consumed with the fear of man mm-hmm. and when you get focused on pleasing people rather than hearing from God and pleasing God. Yeah. Uh, and, doing, and I'll be honest with you, man. This is one thing I do really appreciate about um, really both of our spiritual parents, Keith and Phyllis Moore, um, that I feel like they exemplify this well. That, that I believe that their their goal is to not please people, but to hear from God and do mm-hmm. things that way. And I appreciate that example. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's a lot of people like that that I could talk about. Um, but but a leader who who is always just going back and forth trying to please people will be unstable. And a leader who's always trying to just to just conform to to everything around him, uh, he's going to be unstable. But a leader who knows God and knows the voice of God and, and is consumed with being faithful to God and what God says. And, and that's what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Jesus spent time with his father because he wanted to hear from God. Mm-hmm. He didn't, there are times that he praised Peter, you know, and said, you know, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. And then about an hour and a half later, roughly, I don't know what the time frame was, but he said, get behind me, Satan, mm-hmm. because he wasn't focused on the person. Mm-hmm. He was listening to the voice of the heavenly father. Mm-hmm. And if that came through Peter, great. But if, if, if Peter's voice suddenly got yielded to another thing, he's like, well, okay, no, hold on a second. We're not listening to that. Mm-hmm. Because his, his, he knew the voice of his father and he was, ears were attentive to that. Mm-hmm. And, and that is the way that we become consistent. We become stable. We don't get easily pressed and moved back and forth from one thing to the other. 
Go ahead, man. I, yeah. I see you guys. No, no, I think that's really good. Um, when it comes to leadership, too, like a lot of people lose their focus because they're focused about wanting a position. Mm-hmm. You know, God's more about the mission and not the position. Oh, that's a good statement right there. Go and ahead and say that again. God is more about the mission and, and the not position. the position. Wow, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. A lot of people lose their focus on that because they, they want to have that title. They want to be in that position in order to lead. But God's not going to put you in that position because he knows your heart and he wants you to be about the mission. Because mm-hmm. he can pick and choose whoever he wants to do anything. Mm-hmm. It'll all work out for his plan. Yeah. You know. But we do have the ability to be in a position to go after his heart and keep that same mission that he has. Mm-hmm. And that's consistency. And that's being steadfast, you mm-hmm. know, and being perpetual in what he wants. Mm-hmm. And that's what frees us and gives us the ability to go about and and be able to become a better leader because we're constantly checking in with the boss. You check in with the boss, you're going to start getting direction as you check in with the boss. Because if you try to lead on your own ability, you're only going based off of your own experiences and what you think you know yeah. and your assumptions. But if you check in with someone that's been seeing them, like I, I, there's this reference where you could be in the same building, but you could have different views. Right. You know, you could be seeing it as something completely different, but yet let's say you're in the seventh floor and then you have another person that's on the 14th floor and that increases how much more view, how much more area mm-hmm. for perspective. You know, they could see something coming at you from X amount of feet away, X amount of miles away, while you could only see, let's say, 10,000 miles away. Yeah. You know, so it's all about being able to be moldable. You know, like if you want to think about God and going back to, you know, um, John, when it talks about we are the branches, you Mm -hmm. know. And he's divine and he comes in and he prunes us. You could think about God using the Holy Spirit and call him like God's chisel. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he comes up to you and he starts chiseling away. You know, anything that seems kind of deformed or that needs smoothing out, he's going to go ahead and chisel it out of you. And that mm-hmm. might feel good. It might not be the, the nicest no. thing to go through because our timing is not the right timing because most of the time we want things now. Yeah. God sees them in the future and he's like, you know what? I'm going to allow you to go through this um, temporary pain, this temporary suffering. But in the end, you're going to see that this pressure is going to turn you into a diamond. You know, mm-hmm. this fire is going to purify you. Yeah. You know, as you're going through that chiseling, he's going to mold you and shape you to not who you want to be, to who he's called you to mm-hmm. be. And once that starts happening, the ability that you have to become a leader and the ability you have to be more receptive and to be more tender to his voice would be based off of you trusting him and knowing that, you know what, he's never failed me. He won't start here. He won't start now. And most definitely, he won't start with me. Yeah. You know, so just staying focused on him and praise God. That's good. Just staying with him. You know, athletes understand that. Because like, it's not about, you know, we obviously, I, I, you know, we know that God, we don't believe that God puts sickness on people and things like that. And some people could say like, well, God's teaching me things through sickness. But what we're talking about is like, you know, like an athlete, mm-hmm. you know, they got to go through some pain. Yeah. And it's not comfortable. It's not. But it's bringing them to a higher level. Mm-hmm. And, and discomfort is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you're not, 
if you don't ever get out of your comfort zone, then mm -hmm. the comforter can't come. Exactly. You know, the comforter can't help you. Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, I honestly don't believe um, that that God is a fan of, of the comfort zone <laughs> at all. Now, it's good to be at peace. Now, and I've heard this said before, too, when talking about peace, like, like we're supposed to have the comforter in our life. So we should be comfortable, but we should be relying on him for our comfort, not this over here, not this person, not this thing, not this this job, not this like our own things. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to stretch and get out of our our comfort zone so that he can come in and yeah. be the comfort. Not just and he's that physical peace. Right. Comfort. We're talking about right. internal. But that's comfort. that's a that's that's a trial though, mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. To learn to do that. That's mm -hmm. what fasting is. Mm -hmm. Is learning to rely more on your spirit than you are on your flesh. Yeah. And that's right. then that's a trial. And that's not what we're doing this afternoon. In fact, we're about to go get some lunch. Where do you want to go get lunch, Danny? I'm thinking somewhere with food. Well, that okay. That's you just copied me. That's what I said earlier. But but I was thinking Charlie's Philly steak. Have you ever been there? Do you like them? Of course, I've been to Charlie's. Yeah, yeah, they're good. We can go sit outside. It's nice outside. All right, that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, but okay. This has been the No Content Podcast. Uh, my name is Benjamin Pace. Uh, this is Danny Rodriguez. Uh, we've been talking about. Uh, what it means to be stable, what it means to be consistent, and how uh, your relationship with God, when He's first place, when you're focused on Him, uh, He'll produce that in you. He'll, he'll produce His stability, His peace in you. And we're called to be peacemakers. We're called to bring peace to unstable situations, to unstable relationships, to unstable people. And we're called uh, to have that spirit of love and peace that, that will calm the storm. That, that we can speak to, to the storm and, and it would be calm. Just like Jesus spoke to the storm on the sea and he said, peace, be still. And, and that peace, there's something so attractive about peace. And there's something so attractive about people who walk in peace. Mm -hmm. And you want to be around them. You like, you know, I'm thinking of Bob Ashley, you know, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call him out. Like Bob Ashley, you know, yeah. Taylor's dad. You know, he's just peaceful. He's just always he's just consistent. Walk. Yeah. Like he, you know, he's just not up and down. I, I love people like that. They're just, they're consistent. They're peaceful. They're not up and down. And, and that's a quality of God. That's a quality of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's something that, that I want to grow more in. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this today. Uh, I will talk to you the next time you click play. Thanks again for listening to the No Contempt Podcast. Please remember these three things. Number one, God loves you. Number two, you are valuable. And number three, so is everyone else. And number four, don't forget to feed the ducks.